0: Welcome back to Kaiju Vision Radio, a podcast about the appreciation of kaiju and tokusatsu movies and discovering their historical and cultural value, bringing you film reviews with an emphasis on international affairs and the history and culture of Japan. I'm Brian Scherchel. hope the volume level is okay. Hopefully everybody can hear me and everything's technically working right. It has uh, been a hot minute since I've been able to see you. So it's uh, good to be back. Um, so, I'm going to go right into the topic that I am uh, ready to uh, discuss at this time. Um, Recently, I was asked a question by a listener, something uh, a question that I had wondered if anyone was ever going to really ask in a formal way. And uh, it finally actually did come, and I have decided to answer it. The question is: why did I part ways with my former co-host? Uh, so let me try to answer that. It's a rather complex answer, but it is at the same time, a very simple reason. The thing that I did not expect to happen when creating Kaiju Vision was, uh, my co-host Nathan Marchand, uh, as he would put it left, quote unquote, um, Things were, I guess, going okay until his mentor, um, who is a man named Dr. Dennis Hensley, um, he was alleged to have committed an attempted rape on one of his students at the time at Taylor University. Um, she came forward about. 14 years uh, after the alleged uh, event took place. And I'm saying alleged because it is an allegation. Uh, it is, you know, that's, that's as far as we go. But again, um, the police and the university found the allegations to be credible. And the professor Dennis Hensley was suspended and then he resigned from his position at the university. Um, I did not attend Taylor University. I I attended another institution, Uh, but this was the institution that uh, Nathan attended. Um, It turns out that up to, I would say 14 to even up to 20 uh, women um, all had their own stories about Mr. Hensley's, Dr. Hensley's actions. Uh, These include sexual harassment, uh, unwanted uh, sexual advancement, uh, these kinds of things. The uh, victim who came forward, the alleged victim came forward, uh, she declined to press charges, um, but she did not like the fact that the university wasn't doing anything about any of this. They were acting like everything was just fine uh, when it very much wasn't as he had a, uh, multiple decades of behavior like this and the university pretty much decided to turn a blind eye to it effectively. Um, and that is one of the biggest things that the, the alleged victim was, uh, concerned about was that, uh, the university was using this man's reputation as an author, uh, as well as, uh, just, uh, ignoring the fact that all of this had been going on. So, uh, if I found out, if I myself found out that my favorite college professor, uh, had committed an alleged attempted rape, I would think, wow, that's, that's pretty horrible. And, uh, I guess I didn't really know the guy then. However, Nathan's reaction to this was incredibly disturbing to me. He didn't know who to blame. And I thought, don't know who to blame? How about the man who committed the alleged attempted rape? How about that? How about the guy who did it? Instead, he immediately politicized the issue, taking a cue from Dr. Hensley, who also politicized the issue, thinking that the women were after him and all of this stuff, the Me Too movement and all that, because uh, this was August 2018 when this all occurred. Uh, I guess that's his way of saying, you know, feminists or whatever, um, Nathan then made a statement in a blog himself where he said, uh, quote, I don't know if I should be angry at Dr. Hensley, his accusers, or the Me Too movement. Unquote. He also wrote, quote, I was angry because something had been taken from me, the Dr. Hensley I thought I knew. Unquote. First, took away from him. Well, second, um, why would you be angry at the alleged victim? Or as he puts it, the accuser. By the way, there's a difference between accusations and allegations, which is a very important distinction to make. But why would you, play the, why would you, uh, why would you blame the victim? And he said this publicly. This is, these quotations are not like something that he said. These are in a blog that this blog is still up uh, on the Internet right now. Uh, Then he pulled this attitude that it was, uh, you know, the Me Too movement. It was the feminists and all that um, coming after him. And I thought, oh, boy. Um, What really did it for me, though, was his admission, public admission, of going on Facebook saying that the victims' alleged victim's allegations were, were just accusations and not to jump to any conclusions. This statement got him reported to Facebook, not by me, blocked from using certain features due to a violation of community standards. He glossed this over by publicly saying that he had been hacked, was he hacked no by all accounts no does he admit that the practice of saying that it's only accusations was a quote journalism rule he had learned from dr hensley quote unquote, unquote himself yes yes Nathan wrote that he agreed with a man with the last name of Watkins, who wrote an article when this scandal broke. And I wondered, okay, what, that, what did that guy say? Well, he said, quote, Sadly, there are some accusers who are not content with these necessary consequences, but want the proposed punishment in the merchant of Venice, a pound of flesh. Okay, And then he said, I'm afraid what some women on Facebook and Twitter want is blood. So this to me was not just a red flag. To me, this was a lot of red flags, very concerning ones. These are not good reactions to have when a sexual scandal like this erupts, especially when the person involved who committed these alleged things had this many possible victims slash, you know, this was a series of actions that occurred over decades uh, this was not a, a single isolated event. Many women had their own story. But this whole, the women did it. The women took away my perceptions of a man I admire and all this stuff. This is just a disturbing reaction to me. The victim who came forward did so very bravely, and the story she gave is credible. Both the police, and the university found her story to be credible. And when you tell this kind of a story, you have to tell it over and over and over again. And you're highly scrutinized. And when things like this go public, there are a lot of people who, including, you know, acquaintances and friends and stuff like that, you know, people who who are going to give you scrutiny and... That must have been very hard for her to do, even that long after the alleged attempted rape occurred. Hensley's alleged sexual misconduct lasted decades, with the university apparently turning a blind eye to it. And especially with this many alleged victims, uh, yes, I do believe her. I believe her allegations. I believed them then, and I believe them now. Now, I myself am a victim of an attempted kidnapping, and so I have only a sliver of understanding of what she went through. But this blame the women, blame the victim stuff, I just can't relate. I would blame the man who did it. I would not blame the victim and I would not blame a a, a political movement. Um, This, the alleged victim did not appear to have political motivations, and by many accounts is was not a, a feminist or, or, you know, whatever highly charged term you want to throw in there. Um, it's just, uh, You know, whatever politically charged thing you want to throw in, it does not seem to be the case. This, I I was amazed, though, at how he instantly made it political. And it didn't surprise me, though, in the end, because Dr. Hensley also made it political, saying that the women were after him and all this other stuff. That was his parting. Those were his parting words when he left his job. Those parting words that he gave were not, I didn't do it. That would be, you know, that'd be different. But instead it was the, the, the Me Too m- women are after me and all this nonsense. Um, Nathan and I argued about this topic because it was right in the middle of everything. And um, I didn't know him before I started working with him on the show. Uh, I I've met, I've met him through an, an acquaintance and this isn't something that you really ask when you uh, first get to know somebody. You don't say, well, you know, imagine a sexual assault scandal erupted with a person that was close to you. How do you react? You know, I don't, that was, that wasn't a question that I asked uh, when I sort of screened him about whether to be on cognitive or not. Um, But during the arguments, it it made it very clear to me that uh, it was very disturbing. And uh, in the blog that he wrote about this scandal, he said that he was praying for Dr. Hensley. I thought, how about you pray for the victim of the alleged attempted rape? or maybe some of the other women that he is alleged to have committed sexual misconduct or improprieties with. Is that difficult? So this was the number one determination when I decided to part ways with him. And uh, though I did have uh, a few other reasons, however, um, this was the number one reason. Although the, uh, the lack of work was the other, but I know that if I had said that this was the number one reason, I know that it would have instantly become political and that it would have instantly been thrown back in my face as if I was doing something for political reasons. Well, He's the one who politicized this from the start with this whole women's movement, whatever thing is after whatever, dude. And to me, this wasn't a matter of politics. It was a matter of human decency. And this whole episode, it disturbed me. It still does disturb me. And I don't know what else I can say Other than that, I deeply care and have empathy for the victims of sexual assault and sexual misconduct, and that I wish that this would never have happened. I also wish that more people would have empathy for victims of sexual assault and think about what they have to go through instead of what themselves have to go through because this is about them and I just uh I have no words really else than this um, it's all I got and I hope that um, I hope that that answers your question and I hope that um well, I, I wish that this had never happened, and that uh it's very unfortunate, and I don't know what else to say. I don't know, but uh I'll see you next time guys i will do I will keep doing live streams for you, and uh even though my health has not been great, thank you so much for continuing to follow and continue to hang on. And uh, it's been really good to, to know all of the people that I have met and, and known as a result who uh, have ended up becoming friends. Uh, it's, this podcast has largely been a great experience, but um, that was something that I could not endure That's all I have. Thank you very much, guys. And thank you for listening.